Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sunderland will meet Wickham in the League One playoff final as Alex Neal works his nuts off and Gambino is snubbed again. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Tuesday, 10th of May. I'm Kate Mason. I am Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Yes, you are. We've got the dogs mm. in tonight. Tonight? We've this got morning? The dogs in tonight. <laughs> We've got the dogs in the house tonight. <laughs> Pete Donaldson came in this morning, didn't he, Luke? And we thought, uh, that's a shirt with your with your personal dogs on, but it's not his mm. personal dogs. I thought it was his own dogs, but mm. it's just the same breed of dog that he Bonitaries has. Bonitaries look do. very similar. They do, actually. Yeah. I saw one this morning on the way, and I, I actually love to look at them, mm. but I don't think I'd like to own one. Oh, why? <laughs> I think think one. Are they a bit smelly? Don't think it's unique mm, enough for not, you. Well, it's not for me to say. I'm fairly certain. <laughs> My stinkiness has increased somewhat since no, you uh, don't smell of dog. I moved into a dog sniff? house. You're quite far away from it, though. No, Pete always smells really nice. Yeah. I can tell you that. Over 15 years of, of working with the guy. He it's Fahrenheit, baby. And he knows if he didn't smell nice, I would be the one to tell him. Correct. And I have never told him because he mm. smells very nice. So people listening, if you want to know what Pete Donaldson smells like, very he nice. smells lovely. Mm. Huh. Can I you be once, a bit more uh, precise? I was once in an Uber right. in, uh, <laughs> in uh, New Orleans uh, and the taxi driver went, have you got aftershave on? I said, yes. He said, a little less next time. <laughs> <laughs> where where was that? And I've got the crappy Uber rating. Yeah, where, where New was Orleans. That? New Orleans, baby. New Orleans. I was in a, a shop. That's they 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 tell you what they think, don't they? Mm. I was in a shop in Miami once and uh, went up to buy a dress, and the guy went, "If if we just had it in the bigger size." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "I'm literally buying this right yeah. now. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm well. buying it." Nice. <laughs> uh, did you enjoy last night's game? Then it was. A corker for Sunderland. They go through to the playoff final. They're going to be meeting Wickham. Uh, Sheffield wins. They got that what looked like might take them to extra time. They got the equaliser. And then suddenly in the third minute of stoppage time came through with the winner. I think Sheffield Wednesday's goal was probably one the of best one. the good things that they did <laughs> on the night. What's the question? I've forgotten. I yeah. think I was it a good match? No, no, it, <laughs> it was awful a good to match. Watch. It, it, it was, it I was, really enjoyed the goal. Is what I was trying to say, but I fucked it up. It was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty um, shit as a game, mm. uh, and you know when you're watching it through the lens of someone who supports a team who aren't good enough to compete with these two teams, mm. it kind of adds a whole new layer of regret and annoyance <laughs> over the top because you look at Sheffield Wednesday, you think they've got some okay players, they've done pretty well this season. Um, they're far too big a club for League One. I think mm-hmm. we can all agree on that. Uh, Barry Bannon is far too good a player for League One. I think is that you... true anymore? Because I know we're going to talk about all these endless teams that are massive yeah. and in League One. Mm. I think if Barry, I, I think Barry Bannon, as he said after the game last night, didn't he say, "I've got unfinished business. I'll definitely be here next season." Mm. Even though he's thirty-two years old, people can see that he could probably play at a high level. He's a Championship level player, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, if he didn't love Sheffield Wednesday so much, he probably wouldn't be there. So that, but the annoying thing about that is, Kate, that apart from that, yeah, they look okay. 
Um, and that last other season, they whopped Pompey four. So I mean, <laughs> it's very difficult for me to sit here with you yeah. know and, after and, an owling. Yeah, after a after a good old after fashioned owling. And then what I felt, <laughs> Pete, what I felt like at the time when Portsmouth lost four one at, um, at Hillsborough on the final day of the season, mm. I thought, is it fair that they've got a team full of people <laughs> that can swivel their head around one hundred and eighty degrees? Exactly. They get they a get lot a talent more. In there. Yeah, they get yeah. a lot more. Um, purchase. Lot, yeah, purchase on the, Visual, on the yeah. they can visually see the whole pitch at the yeah. same time and they've got very sharp talons for studs exactly and is, is it fair <laughs> is it fair no it's not and if it's an evening game it's even more unfair because they're obviously famously nocturnal <laughs> the so. way Barry Brandon picked out the run of Marvin Johnson for that goal was was, was the bit mm, of quality out that was really really enjoyable and then at the end I mean Patrick Roberts with his second goal for Sunderland ever with the winner, that was that was nice, it's wasn't it? Nice, and, it's a nice and, there's, touch. and to see, I mean, I'm sure it warmed your heart, Pete Donaldson. I I, look, I've, I've said it before. I think Sunderland should not be in that league because their support is ridiculous. It's better than most Premier League teams. I, oh, I'd yeah. probably say they. they, they Can I, I tell you the, the stats on the people who were there? Okay. Thirty-two thousand nine hundred seventy-eight. At last night, which mm. means the aggregate for the semi was seventy-seven thousand seven hundred twenty. It's cracking. That's that is what, amazing. That's why. That's why teams and football people out in continental Europe look at English football and go, "It's ridiculous." Mm. Yeah. Third tier football and that kind of support. Yeah. But Pete, Sorry, um, I cut you can't cut you off, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> Are you going to bring me back in? No, I'm gonna, I am going to bring you back in because I think <laughs> it's that not like you. There, there is there is um, there's something I, I would like your opinion on. It's right. what you think about me. What I was going to say was, um, the, the powers that be, they want Newcastle fans to laugh at Sunderland's travail. Right, okay. They want Newcastle fans yeah. to lord over the fact that Sunderland have almost gone bankrupt mm. and a proud institution as part of a proud city are really down on their knees. They mm. want that rivalry because they don't want you to show solidarity with your fellow Football fan, and right. you are not someone who normally does that necessarily. <laughs> no, apart from that time you famously called them a bunch of disgraceful pit yakkers. I think. Yeah, I think I possibly. Do you regret that? that uh, no, not necessarily. <laughs> no. Who do you think? Who are the powers then, Luke? Well, it's just, it's just. Tell us who the powers it are. It suits. It suits the big decision makers, doesn't it? It suits the big <laughs> powers that be, the people who make decisions both at governmental and sporting mm. body level. We're better divided, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, they want to divide exactly, us. Yeah, yeah. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's part, it's part of that establishment which I talk about, Kate. You probably don't understand it. You don't see it as the same, in the same way that we see it. <laughs> is this because I'm not the common man again? What I'm saying, Kate, is that if the game was better last night, I might have so much to talk, some more to talk about. Yeah, it, and and to be honest, if they'd replaced their manager about two matches earlier, Sunderland. They'd they would, have, they, they, they <laughs> yeah. would have already been promoted. That, that is a well, wonderful bit of work. That's the, that's the thing, isn't it? So Alex Neal's done a brilliant job. They've yes. got the momentum going into this. They've lost one in 16, I think, since he took over. Mm. He seems to have really um, reassessed the standards that they need to be meeting at that club after what happened before. Because it wasn't it off the back of a really terrible result, I think, against Bolton. Yeah. Um, and it was Lee Johnson and he and he, he left, etc., etc. But Sunderland's problem now is, of course, they've got to go through the player final at Wembley and their record at Wembley is poor. We know that. Uh, I've seen my team beat them at, at Wembley in a, in a, in a cup final. Um, so some nice memories, but Sunderland need to get through that against a Wickham team who would know what it's like to go up through the playoffs because of course they did it a couple of seasons mm. to go up to the championship. Um, Sunderland have, I think, six times tried to go up through the playoffs and never been able to do it. I think I can beat that. Sorry to make this all about Portsmouth, but I think I can beat that again and our listeners can, challenge, can, can, can tell me if I'm wrong here. I think I'm right in saying Portsmouth in their entire history since 1898, I know the playoffs didn't get introduced until quite recently, relatively speaking, I don't think Portsmouth ever won a playoff game 
ever. A single game ever. Nice. Okay. So if you think that's bad, Sunderland fans, it could be worse. <laughs> oh, the Sheffield Wednesday and Sunderland fans, I finally get we're top on the ramble. Luke Moore strides in and makes it all about Portsmouth. But, but yeah. I, th- I think on, on the Sunderland side, I, I, I didn't see Sunderland having this impetus or intention because remember they had that bit of a sideshow with um, Jermaine Defoe joining and then leaving oh, like, yes. earlier on this season and the, and I think at Wembley I think they are a slightly different Sunderland side than, than what you used to have they are very very defensively tight under this manager they are very ponderous in attack so I think it's going to be very very tight if they're going to get through but I don't think they're going to ship goals like, like, like they had done yeah, in the past they've only conceded like uh, going into the game last night I think they only conceded a couple of goals in their mm. last Seven games. Or I like think that. The mo- it's the more fun thing. Not that nine of Sunderland's last twenty goals have come after ninetieth minute. Love that. Mm, I if like you, it. And, and Worth to, a season ticket. To take, if you soon. take out the five-one win over Cambridge, it's still nine of fifteen. So mm. yeah, it's uh, it was probable that they were going to go through, and you know, when, <laughs> when the ten minutes of added time of stoppage time were put up on the uh, on the board, you thought, <laughs> Sund- here we go. I yeah. think Sunderland have got something here. It was also very enjoyable when Alex Neal made his triple substitution on ninety plus six. <laughs> he's he's a he's a man with like real steel and determination. I I really he like him. Hard, I think I think they've got a uh, I think they've got a heck of a manager there. Pete, he looks like he could beat you up, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean one. I mean, all one, managers do. Really, at one Sunderland. I mean, come on, <laughs> very come on. Think of a single manager who you don't think could beat Pete, or indeed you or I. Um, I always got Roy, a knife in my sock. Another owl. <laughs> Unless it was at night and he had the height if advantage. If you look in, if you look in, if you look in Roy's ear, you can see his optical nerve. <laughs> one, one Sunderland defender at one point sort of completely missed. He cleared himself out. He missed the ball in a tackle, and then I think he tried to eat the ball. Yeah. Now, if we see that at Wembley, um, I'm all in. To be yeah. quite frank, I want to see more of that. It's probably the rule, the laws of the game probably don't account for that. <laughs> Are you sure it's not Matetic? Because he came on for four minutes and managed to make two major cock-ups. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you thought, you know, you've been canny there, Alex. You're making the substitutions. Mm. You're trying to fill up stoppage time. But if he makes you concede a goal, <laughs> it's oh, not as Lucas did. Yeah, it's not going to look too good. So yeah, look, final score two-one on aggregate to Sunderland, who will go through to face Wickham in front of probably a fuckload of fans, mm. I'd imagine. Um, the final a fuckload <laughs> of fans. <laughs> that's that, imagine, that's... The official attendance is a fuckload <laughs> of fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's what they travel in, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Sunderland yeah. fans. I did the Charlton-Sunderland game uh, earlier on in the season. I just mm. couldn't believe how much noise they were managing at the rally. I couldn't believe Was it a fuckload much... or not? It was yeah. a fuckload. Probably drowned out all the sound. a small stadium. Probably drowned out the sound of crisps being eaten by the Charlton fans. <laughs> stop doing that. you got to stop doing Can't that. It's just such trouble. a niche shout for like I have to stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It was quite cute as well afterwards. So Bailey Wright put in this massive performance, massive defensive performance. He comes off in the, in the post-match. He's got blood drip it. Did you see Luke? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was mm. like, oh, no, I couldn't really tell where exactly the blood was coming from. It was like, it was... <laughs> it looked, it looked it was like a sort of eyelid yeah. thing and it was dripping down the side you know like you get a tattoo of a tear if you've killed a man yeah, mm. yeah. Um, yeah so that, that was what he was doing can I see your eyes these days you're your working class culture <laughs> knowledge come from Peaky Blinders I actually can't watch Peaky Blinders which apparently you get if you killed a man banged up abroad <laughs> do you only watch banged up abroad 
<laughs> I can't watch Peaky Blinders because it's too it's a bit stabby. Yeah. I don't like stabby shows. Right. Yeah. Um, flick knives. Don't like Brighton Rock. Uh, uh, not you mean? So Bailey, Bailey Rupp was covered in blood, <laughs> but because he's got an Australian accent, no one questioned it. Is what yeah. you're trying to say. Yeah. He came off and he looked just, like just well, no, he looked kind of like a gentle. But then he was doing the post match and he couldn't figure out if he was allowed to say worked his nuts off. He was talking about Alex Neil and he was right. like, oh, you know, then the manager he's worked he's uh he's you know he's worked his uh he's he's done he's worked really hard. It's yeah. just so he's worked his hard nuts off. Oh, crap. <laughs> he wanted to say bollocks. It he was couldn't. just it was just so adorable that he was looking like this absolute terror put in this uh performance and then mm. yeah. He uh, he didn't want to offend the the old grannies at home who probably had switched off by now. So um yeah, so Sunderland play Wickham as you said in the final. Um and Adebay Ekenfemo will be forty years old when he's featured for his requisite mm. five minutes at the end of the game, <laughs> uh, which apparently he's very happy with. Yeah. He's, I think he's made like thirty five appearances this season at thirty nine. Yeah, and thirty two of them have been off the bench. He's a, like, I, he's I, a I finisher. He's a finisher. <laughs> he's a but anyway, finisher. we should wish him a very happy birthday because it's his fortieth birthday today. Happy Ooh. birthday! He's obviously a character, but. Not only that, he shares the same birthday as Gareth Ainsworth, who, of course, is quite a few years older, but they are best pals, apparently. Not that many years, Lovely. probably. I think in the he's 47 or 48, I think. Yeah. Yeah, what's what, seven years between friends? What is it? Especially exactly. when you get to that age. When you get into your 40s, Oli. I can fend with metabolism is going to drop off a cliff now. I'm worried for him. What? I am worried for him. I mean, it happened to me at about 21. So it's going to happen to him at some point. But, but he was saying on the radio earlier this week, he was saying that... Um, that Gareth Ainsworth, he wouldn't when they first met him, he thought he wouldn't be his type of guy. Right. And what he meant was he was just a bit of a kind of long haired leather jacket rocker. <laughs> he said because he's such because he's just himself. I love him. I absolutely love him. <laughs> it's a real big it's a real underrated football love affair, Ainsworth and Akinfemwa. Yeah. And it's actually quite a difficult recruitment policy for Ainsworth that he only picks people who have the same birthdays. Yeah. It makes it quite, it's quite like limiting. That, it's like that bus club yeah. where you only have bus players. Get, get yeah. them both in a lotus solving crimes. That's yeah. what I want. Ainsworth and Akinfenwa. That is a great, great show. If you don't make it to BBC, Dave will. <laughs> it's amazing. It's beautiful. I'm going to be 40 at Wembley. That yeah, it's great stuff. Akinfenwa's nice. take on it. All right, let's talk about Northampton. Let's let's dig in a little more, shall we, to the ludicrous happenings of the weekend that meant that Bristol Rovers went through on the automatic playoff places ahead of Northampton Town. Your local team? My local, yeah, pretty much. Kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah equidistant yeah. probably between uh, Peterborough. This is my, that's my mum, not yeah. where I am these okay. days. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I do like to get down to them on, uh, on, on the, in the Christmas holidays is a good yeah. time to go. Anyway, Northampton uh, was, were due to be promoted automatically on goals scored. <laughs> this ludicrously, as we covered yesterday, Bristol Rovers scored seven, uh, invaded their pitch. It all kicked off, but in a happy way, mm. and then managed to go up. Uh, Northampton say they're going to lodge a complaint with the AFL because they believe, Pete, that Scunthorpe's team selection compromised the integrity of the final day. When you put the man with the most Whitley Bear hair in the world, Elliot Anderson... Newcastle United uh, midfielder. Describe the, the Whitley side. Bay hair. What do you mean by that? It's a uh, fringe. <laughs> okay, right. It's a fringe. Okay. Uh, they were always going to. Bristol was going to win, but I mean, I don't think they have any really complaint. Oliver Lubley, uh, I believe his name is, he scored an own goal and then was dragged off in the first half to be replaced by someone with more experience. So the narrative goes: they tried a youth team player, they went that wasn't very good, and brought on a, a more a more um, uh, weathered player. So weathered, speak. weathered. <laughs> How do you and describe Ainsworth. yourself? Are you experienced? Weathered. I would say weathered. weathered. Yeah. 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 I would say I've been hewn from the wind <laughs> like a piece of rock. Yeah, exactly. At the start of the game, it was presented, because uh, I was doing final school, so you hear it going around the grounds, mm. and it was presented as being, you know, this is a nice story, isn't it? The average age of the starting lineup is is 20 years old. Good mm. to see. Seven teenagers on, um, including a 17-year-old first-year uh, first scholar goalkeeper. They've obviously been relegated. I mean... 
when yeah. when you are in that position, you've already been relegated. Yeah. It's exactly the time, the, the right time to blood in young players. Unfortunately, teams do it all the time because they know for a fact they're going down. You might not have the older players. You may not be able to give them a contract. So you are going to be might not want to after You might not want to watch them be an absolute yeah. shower all season. Yeah. And so you need these youth players to be in position and to to have a bit of uh, match experience. So so the. The, the way it gets not this experience horrible <laughs> yeah that's not that's not experience ruin them but the the way the way it gets interesting I think is because of these EFL guidelines right that say at some point in March team sheets have to contain certain amounts of players who featured in the previous league game to kind of stop this thing happening but Scunthorpe did have that because ah, they, only from the only from some point in March yeah so it's, it's I didn't, it, okay, I didn't pick up on that it's yeah. A, yeah the fourth Thursday in March I'm just reading now yeah. you can't switch out your entire side if you've been relegated and just give up on the season is that basically the point they, they want to try it's, it's a way for them to try and preserve the what they think is the integrity of the competition right and if you, there's a more famous um, example of this which I didn't agree with at the time and I don't agree with now when Mick McCarthy was fined at Wolves for kind of a similar thing apparently fielding a, what they think they called at the time a weakened team hmm. but the point I think is, is this Northampton Town didn't not get promoted because of that. They didn't get promoted because I didn't w- win enough points to get out of the division. It's as simple as that. I mean, you're in control of your own destiny. That's the beauty of it. So if you win enough games and you pick up enough points, you'll be promoted, right? They've still got the playoffs to play. So, I mean, it's not it's not all over for them. And they should have essentially picked up more points. You can't just go around complaining. The manager, the reason I say that is because the manager who's responsible for, for, for results for his team, if he doesn't get the results he needs, he'll be fired anyway. So there's absolutely no motivation for a manager to consistently play weakened teams. Mm. It doesn't. It, it shouldn't work like that. And if you're in a position where you're not in control of your own destiny, that's you've got to turn it, turn it on yourself and look at yourself and say, look, what could we have done better? So I think it's a lot of bullshit. And I think it's a th- <laughs> I think it's a thin end of the wedge as well. I think you know, you, if you start doing that, it becomes completely subjective. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, that right back isn't as good as the one you could have played. Therefore, I'm not happy about it. Well, it's tough shit. It, it's, it's not how it works. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not totally against it, but the idea that you can't swap out your entire team, I think, is probably okay. But you think they're being heavy, heavy-handed, effectively? Luke. I don't think they should have ever intervened in the first place. They, I selected they, free hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't you think, can do it on fantasy football. Why not? Whether it's the EFL, the FA, or the Premier League, or whoever, I don't think at that level they should be intervening in, in how in the, in the teams that clubs pick you know i mean maybe your listeners disagree maybe they can tell me if they do all right happy to hear from you're against that but are you pro this mark clatton why are we talking about mark clattenberg he's such a prick (laughs) (laughs) he's made an interesting point no (laughs) that's just so annoying blind squirrels sometimes find nuts (laughs) he has made an interesting point everybody that's annoying um Mm. he says that football games should be reduced to 60 minutes by using a stop clock every time the ball goes out of play He's on about the time wasting in the second half of extra time of Real Madrid's win over Man City, which I frankly really enjoyed. Um, the <laughs> time the ball's been in play this season in the Premier League is just over 55 minutes. That's actually interesting. This is something you're quite That's into, an average, it, but it does fluctuate. Yeah, yeah. Hilariously, do you want to know what was the longest time that the ball was in play? I read before that it fluctuates between about 50 minutes and about 66 minutes or something like that. Yeah, the longest where well, the longest time that the ball was in play this season in the Premier League was Manchester City against Burnley. That's what right. you want. Give yeah. the people what they want. <laughs> Burnley, Burnley not bothering to Because Burnley <laughs> didn't get the ball. We don't, want to, we don't want to elongate this. <laughs> get it out of the way. Yeah, it was 65 minutes and right. 42 seconds. And the okay. shortest time, though, was West Ham against Brentford. 41 minutes, 33 seconds. 41 minutes. It's not much, is it? What do you think about that, Pete? I um, there's something romantic about the ninety minutes of sheer hell, isn't there? As John Barnes once said in that yeah. advert. But uh, yeah, I'm not against it. I don't mind it. Oh, or maybe they could, when there is a long stoppage, kick a b ball on. 
Yeah. Not a basketball. Uh, the, the B grade ball that they've got. What is it? The worst oh. ball. The worst ball they've got. And then all of the teams in the dugout just have a kick around. Yeah. And then we've at least got something to watch. Can right? I have more from Mark Clattenburg, please? <laughs> yeah, all right. He says, I think there's a solution to all of this, and that's 60 minute matches with a stop clock. An idea which Kalina, FIFA and IFAB are currently looking at. It works in basketball and it could work in football too. I'd he like to wants watch to get it. on our basketball football podcast. So, so I think there is an issue here, I think. And that, part of the reason this is interesting is because to my eyes, there's an issue. I think football has become far too slow paced in stoppages. So what I mean by that is we talked about, it, I think, in the World Cup in 2018. Mm. It became a bit of a trope that it was taking, I think, around two minutes for free kicks to be taken. Because a free kick would be awarded, there'd be a, pro- a protest by the opposition team yeah. every single time. The goalkeeper would get a minute to line his wall up. The, the referee would have to put the um, the, the uh, vanishing spray down. Mm. Honestly, it, it was and going on for a couple of minutes. Everyone's dicking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly, and, yeah. and it would go on for a couple of minutes. Now, if you think about that, if you, if you get seven or eight free kicks a game, mm. you're losing a lot of time. And there's no way, realistically, the fourth official can add. If he adds 20 minutes, it looks ridiculous. It's not, it's not an adequate solution. So I do think something needs to be done. I think I read also that the biggest time-wasting parts of football at the moment are currently throw-ins and goal kicks, I think. The goalkeepers, right. are, honestly, <laughs> you see it in the flesh when you go to a game. Uh, they a... take so long. And yeah. the other factor is the goalkeepers, when they've got the ball in their hands, they can sometimes hold the ball in their hands for 20, 25 seconds. Now, I know I'm being boring here. They so, borrow their little faces down into the turf. It takes don't ages. They? And, oh, and, God. And, 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 and I think the key crux of this is if you are paying a lot of money to go and watch a game, you're paying to go and see a game. You're not paying to go and see all the other stoppages and everything that goes on around it. So I do think the site needs to be done. The problem is, I think, that the idea of 90 minutes is so has permeated Ingrained, football yeah. culture so much that I think it might be quite damaging to change it to that level. Having said that, you know, the powers that be in football are pretty talented at just making terrible yeah. really ill thought out decisions why not who have knows incredibly, we've got the technology why could we have really sort of loud and aggressive um, stop clocks like five seconds how many how many seconds does the keeper allowed to have like five seconds it's supposed in his to be hands? like I think it might and then he puts it, it on the floor and then seconds. yeah, yeah. And, and so like why don't we just have those kind of like as soon as the keeper's got the uh, got the ball Dude. players Dude. Yeah, players can run Dude. really really Dude. fast these days and if you're not back in position that's your own fault isn't it when the goalkeeper throws the ball out it's basically a back in play again Yeah, he only does that because there's no striker pressing him right yeah, I think something does need to be done. So I'm coming halfway with Mark on his journey, but I'm mm. probably not going fully to the destination, although I do un- accept that the, the, the journey is necessary. And also there aren't enough number nines anymore. Proper, proper number nines who are going to pressurise that goalkeeper <laughs> for no reason because they're never going to get anything out of it. Take the goalkeeper into the net if it takes too long. Yeah. So are you riding with Klatz, Pete? I'm riding with Klatz. I want to see it. I want to, I want to see it. I wouldn't mind seeing it. I'd quite like to see it. I want to see it. Can oh, I see it? I think. Show me it. <laughs> Well, you can see it's probably in that sinister little football pitch in that bunker and wherever it is in the Arctic Circle where FIFA try out all of, this, <laughs> all right, okay, all yeah. of their rule well, changes. Apparently they're trying it at some kind of Portuguese under-23s tournament or yeah. something. So we'll see how it, they go, should, how it goes. Uh, well, Klatz will be proud of us because we played the ball, not the man there. Yeah. But I'm mm. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed that they're doing it in an under-23 competition because you know, it could be a really good under-23 Portuguese player who never has a career because they decided to experiment on the game and it didn't suit him. <laughs> yeah, it was so clear. Sorry to go on about him, but um, he's had some views, hasn't he, that we don't necessarily agree with. He said it in the in the piece that he was writing about, I think it was in the mail, he said the example he gave of when the clock should be stopped was yeah. if the referee is issuing a yellow card or dishing out a talking to. Yeah. Just got to show 
it's all about the referees. It's yeah. all about the referees. Is, is that the worst th- thing he's done? I like because I, well, mean... I think Mark Lattenberg should probably should be championing referees, given his background. <laughs> I know, but it's just the way he says dishing out a talking to. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know who's boss. Flowery language. Yeah. You, you think the like footballers it. are what it's all about? <laughs> well, actually, it's all about me. More urgently, mm. guys, Camilla Cabet. I can't say. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Camilla Cabello. Camilla Cabello. We'll be opening the Champions League final at the end of May with a five-minute medley of her hits, which include Pete. Any favourites? Uh, if she's going to do five minutes of Havana, ooh la la, that's about all I've got. The only song I know of hers is It Could Never Be The Same. That's the only song of hers I know which I quite Oh, that's like. a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a banger. Yeah, Pete, I she, mean... She is... I find it astonishing that she still has a career. I oh. do not think anyone should be uh, hauled over the course of something you do at 15, but good God, she was a prolific racist on Tumblr. Was she really? Good God. I mean, okay. ha- imagine oh, the most racist know. person you know, right? Don't it's Google like she it. Was, Sorry, yeah, good point. Uh, she, 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 like, she must have been doing it 24 hours. So many racist <laughs> memes. It's incredible. Pete, can, I, can I please speak on behalf of the entire Football Ramble listening community yes. by saying... How many more snubs can Childish Gambino put up with? I just, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he made some. He he did really well this week or last week. His songs are doing well, so as, I think we Finn don't said, worry about. As Finn it. said on the Twitter, Gambino will we riot? It's fucking Gambino, where yeah. is he? Yeah, previous I, headline is good this year. It's almost like he doesn't want it. So he doesn't want it. Do you enough. want this enough, Childish? Yeah, exactly. Previous headline acts for the opening ceremony include <laughs> Dua, Dua Lipa. Black Eyed Peas and yeah. Marshmallow. Mm. Um, in my case, head. good, bad, no idea. No idea. <laughs> yeah, he's got a very. He's got a very. He's quite. Um, he's quite into his uh, technicals. He loves wires. So oh, I, so he's I, bit I you quite a bit back, of me. Yeah. Back on Gambino. So you yeah. are fully pro Gambino. Yeah. No. no I, yeah. Okay. Look, I think you know. As we know, I'm not a, an oracle of music taste, mm. but I think Cabello is yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I listened to some of her last night. Is that, is that how, how seriously you take your research? She's, yeah. I better listen to some Camille Cabello. Talking to about I her did, tomorrow. As I was, yeah, as I was listening, it actually made quite a nice soundtrack to the Bailey Wright post match. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's. It's not. I don't think it's cool. I don't you don't think it's cool. I think okay. it's perfect cool. for this Cabello, setup because cool, I don't. Yeah. I just don't think that. I don't know. That's yeah. a, but that that's my point. I, they always choose slightly like acts that have gone slightly off the ball. That said, she has got a new album out. She's you know touring, I suppose. So who right. knows? Who bloody knows? God, he's been up and down about her, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Mm. She's racist. I'm promoting her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hard to keep up. Good to know that we give people everyone a chance yeah. on this show. Before we get to the break, it was the last day in the WSL on Sunday. Flo, Rachel, and Chloe are looking back on it all and the WSL as a whole today. On up front from Chelsea's dramatic title win to Birmingham's first ever WSL relegation they are also dishing out some end of season awards so tune in for that one on Football Ramble Presents Emma here's the Kendrick Lamar of football Selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. If you look at the game overall, <laughs> probably took us 15, 20 minutes at least to get into the game or to get to grips with Millwall and their shape and what they've done. But then probably in the, the game was probably, the goal was probably against the run of play. Yeah. It was our best spell. We just hit the foot of the post and then we have the disappointment of the goal and that's part of it. So <laughs> still brand new. If, if COVID could talk. It's, it's three different voices in one. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and we've had a bit of range. And we've had to take John Yems out of circulation for obvious reasons. And we are playing with fire with Paul Cook. Because... <laughs> switch manager Paul Cook there, doing his impersonation of a two Ronnie sketch. Mm. Former switch manager Paul Cook's there. <laughs> Fucking too many cooks. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's <laughs> confusing. <laughs> when it's just audio, it's confusing because you think it's changed. It's changed person. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble with me, Luke and Pete, and you is today. Time for some emails. Rumble. Got a message from Richard Young, Grimsby Town's Luke Waterfall could possibly lay claim to the worst two minutes of any individual footballer in the history of the game. In the 25th minute of Grimsby's National League game against Mainhead on Saturday, with the Mariners only needing one point to guarantee a playoff spot, Waterfall slices a nothing looking cross past the Russian keeper and it was on net. And just one minute later, in a moment of blind panic, uh, Waterfall hauls down an oncoming attacker to not only give away a penalty, but get himself a red card too. Own goal, conceded penalty and a red card in two minutes. I'm trademarking this as the hat trick of horrors. Yeah. Uh, I just hope that Luke doesn't continue to chase waterfalls and listens to the rivers and the lakes that he's used to. <laughs> That's a nice little <laughs> nice bit of work. Yeah. That is. Um, that, Richard. I, I wonder if anyone listening who plays Sunday football, Saturday football, casual football mm. can can match that. I'm returning to the pitch this weekend. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. Two minutes though. You'd have to. Mm. You have to be. That's quite a concerted effort. Um, I, I contributed quite a comedy on goal once when I was playing for my university team, mm. where um, we went away and played Bournemouth University. And in the first few minutes, I was playing centre back with my C friend, team. with my friend Yusuf. <laughs> it's actually the second team. It's actually okay. second team. Right. Um, I was playing centre back with my friend Yusuf. Mm. Um, Bournemouth scored quite early on 
and the guy who scored did like a really like in your face celebration to which point our captain said to me and Youssef because we were kind of I guess the biggest guys yeah. like keep an eye on him fuck him up kind of thing as in yeah. like give him a kick mm. uh, I was like alright yeah nice one I'll do that um, a few minutes after that Cross came over I went to give the guy a bit of a kick mm. and uh, sliced it with my left foot into my own net. Like and it. So basically compounded the misery mm. by actually helping him out. <laughs> so I'm sure our listeners have similar stories. Uh, Jamie's also been in touch. Says, uh, greeting ramblers, long-time listener, semi-frequent emailer. You've even read a few out. Aren't I a lucky boy? Uh, maybe your emails are just of great quality, Jamie. Mm. Uh, I heard reference to the whole Bristol debacle yesterday. I think I can one-up you. Let me take you to the Wearside League Division 1, a hotly contested promotion chase between Chester Le Street and Darlington Town results in an end-of-season game where both teams are tied on points. Northeast football's back. It is back in a big way. The only way that Darlow could overcome Chester Le Street would be to defeat their opponents Anfield Plain FC by 11 goals or more. <laughs> Without beating around the bush, this goal was achieved by half-time. It was 11-0. The majority of the Anfield Plain team then took it upon themselves to leave and not come back for the second half, <laughs> leaving a skeleton squad of mostly 16 to 17 year olds from the bench to play on with nine players. To their credit, the final score was only 19 nil, yeah. which is better than the first half with the true squad. Anyway, I may or may not have also been involved in this game in some capacity, but that's, <laughs> but that's by the by. I'd love to know if a Jamie scored some goals or whether he was yeah. on the receiving end. Um, but I think the way he wrote that was definitely receiving <laughs> end. <of the> <laughs> yeah. Having said what I've said about the, the EFL trying to stay out of managers' business, mm. I think this may be a case where the authorities may need to have a look at it. Yeah. <laughs> That seemed a little bit fishy to me. It's also similar, connected to the German fourth tier at the weekend. Do you see this? Uh, FSV Frankfurt and SV Elversberg played out a 1-1 draw in a throwback to West Germany against Austria in 1982. Oh, yeah. A draw suited both sides. Elversberg kept the ball for the last 12 minutes of the game to pretty much guarantee promotion for themselves and Frankfurt, a crucial point in avoiding relegation. How beautiful. The two teams then celebrated together afterwards with Frankfurt officials fetching six extra crates of lager when they ran out of beer for both squads. <laughs> just friends. Just you, friends. Fair to say you would be quite annoyed. Football brings people together. Football yeah. brings people together, Luke. That's what we always but Imagine playing in one of the other key games and going, right, I can't wait to find out what their result is in the other game. I mean, we've done, we've done, our, bet. We've done our bit here. They're doing, <laughs> they're doing what? They're enjoying beers together. I'm not happy with that. Yeah, he wouldn't like to say that, would you? I've just been trying to find out where Elversberg is. Uh. Spazen Elversberg is a municipality that is uh, situated approximately four kilometres southwest of Nürnkirchen and Saarbrücken. No it's idea not. where either of those places are. I think it's near France. I think, I, think, <laughs> I think in the German league at that level, it breaks down into a region. Yes. I think different, yeah. um, I don't know if they call them provinces. Because Germany's massive, well. mm. famously. Really huge. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow's Wednesday, everybody, so get your dilemmas in or questions for pep talks tomorrow on the show. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Time for this. I prefer to kill him. Oh, I prefer to kill him. I forgot him. about this. I'm normally quite good at this. It's Come time on. for Portman, Antonio Conte, two footballs mashed together. You just got to tell me who the hell it is. And remember, you're not on the same team. This is what I'm last yes, time. I have to explain this. Team. You're not on the same team. It is com- combat. But people always it get is one fight. each. And <laughs> then they talk about it. All right, no, fine, whatever. I'll Luke's, fight you, fight you to the death. Luke's drawn up a stall. Uh, right, are you ready, guys? Yes, I'm ready. Lovely old job. Um, in 2000, this one's from, uh, from Gavin. Thank you, Gavin. In 2016, I became the second Japanese footballer to win the Premier League. And in 2021, I became the second Englishman to sign for Inter Miami. 2021 is the mm-hmm. second one. Yep. If you make it um, ah. competitive, then no one talk, is going to talk. Is the problem? I don't know the rules anymore, honestly. Didn't ask you to talk. Just, just need the answers. I can't. Just need I can't the, the answers. Whole, the whole. Sorry to redo the game. 
again. Right. Surely the whole point of the game is that we talk and it's fun. If we're competing against each other, we'll just sit there in silence and not get it. Just have well, a guess. I, I was sitting there in silence while the jingle played. I was under the impression that's how the game worked. <laughs> Trying to think of what the answer was, mm. which I don't know. So right. why don't you tell us? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> it's Shinji Okazaki and Gibbs. Ah! <laughs> Lovely old Jesus. job. Shinji Okazaki and Kieran Gibbs. Right, this one comes from Stephen. Let's have an answer before the music ends. I am Portuguese and named after a great scientist, but grew up to become arguably the greatest shithouser of all time. And I'm Brazilian and named after a great inventor. Fuck it. Do, do the clues again, because I was just thinking about Okazaki and I wasn't listening. That's oh, not fair. That's not I was fair, thinking Lucky, about you're carry cheating. on, carry okay. on, carry on. I'm Portuguese and named after a great scientist, but grew up to become unfair. arguably the greatest shithouser of all time. And I am Brazilian and named after a great inventor, but grew up to become arguably the greatest footballer of the all time. Ignore the name? hints about their names because no one uses their scientist names. Oh, what? Is it Pepele? It is Pepele, right? <laughs> well done! Oh, that's, the, that's the best clue ever. Pepe you and Pele. You completely sent me off on one off. off I didn't do that. that. It was Stephen. So Sorry. Thank you, thank much, you Stephen. Stephen. Thank yeah. you. Pepele. That's great. Pepe was actually named after two great scientists. Uh, huh. Yeah. And uh, Kepler came up with the solar system and Leveran uh, invented malaria. Invented. <laughs> <laughs> What a weird that's phrase. That's the last one. What have you yeah. been up to in that lab? That's and, the last one we wanted. And, and Pele's and first name is Edson, after Edison. I, I knew that was his first Ooh. name, but I didn't know that's why. There you go. Very very good. Solid, Enjoyable. solid clues from uh, Stephen. Thank you. And uh, Finn. No, Gavin. Thank you. Well, another big game after that one to come tonight. I don't know if listeners will be able to cope with more intense competition after Port Antonio Conte. But yeah. anyway, it is Aston Villa hosting Liverpool. In a title decider, Luke. <laughs> yeah, which will be a surprise to Aston Villa, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's enjoyable. Oh. I mean, look, look, it's an enjoyable looking game. I, I, I was thinking earlier about the Villa 7, Liverpool 2, which just seems like such a weird outlier. Mm. Like Jack Grealish running the show. Didn't he, didn't he score two and set up three? Liverpool were just awful. Uh, Villa were amazing. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I don't think there's any chance at all that Steven Gerrard doesn't want to win the game but of course obviously he would prefer Liverpool to win the title over Man City mm. ultimately I think if Liverpool don't win tonight it's probably all over for them in, in, in terms of the league mm. title and then you're kind of facing down a situation where I, I feel like Real Madrid have got a really good chance in the Champions League final as I said uh, last week and we can elaborate on that as we move through to, to, towards, towards the game I mean a team this good at Liverpool only winning the League Cup and you know possibly the FA Cup it's a poor return. So the pressure is on. The yeah, pressure is on if, here. If we've been talking this whole time, people have been talking about their quadruple and and, yeah. and then saying, you know, this clearly results dependent, but this would, if they could achieve that, that would say that they were the best I think so. men's football team mm. no, England, no, England's ever seen. No team has ever been still alive in the quadruple this late in the season yeah. during English football, men's football. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an incredible situation. That said, I mean, I, I didn't understand. I mean, I agree with the guys yesterday. I don't understand the Spurs criticism at all. I thought they're well from their Oh, it's a joke. Yes, it's, it's, it's a joke. It's silly, yeah. It's silly. It is silly, though, isn't it? <laughs> um, but he, uh, Jurgen Klopp kind of re- backtracked on that, uh, as he does in his very charming way. He says stuff and then he apologises and B's char- is charming. I didn't actually have a problem with Kate. I didn't have a problem with what Jurgen Klopp said. No, I, me neither. Yeah. I th- I did, but if it had been, been sincere, he was like, um, oh, first of all, he was on about Pep saying that everyone is supporting Liverpool. It's actually the opposite. But maybe he knows more about it than me. But it's, it's, it's all very that, weird. Though. It's all very weird. But do you think? Do you think? I mean, there's probably something to be said for um, journalists who are in their forties, you know, thirties or forties, being 
Man United or Liverpool fans because the, 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 uh. historically they've been the better side than Manchester City. So you're probably going to get that. Um, I, don't, so I don't think it's anything be to better. do with that, is it? Is it anything to do with that? I think it's just a case of him him saying, I think what Pep was doing was crystallising the crit. You know, the criticism around how Man City have got their wealth. Oh, massively. And, oh, say, right, okay. and saying no one criticised Liverpool about that because obviously they, they can't really. No. And so therefore everyone's a Liverpool fan and everyone wants Liverpool to win it because mm. of that reason. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. I thought it was a weird time for him to bring it up. I mean, what does he care? I, th- I think Pep is very much uh, trying to establish a bit of... Uh, a bit of a um, uh, backs against the wall kind of um, Maybe. temperament with the, the with the fans, I think, and, yeah, and, and and certainly saw that at the weekend against Newcastle. I think it's fair to so. say. Yeah, and he went on to say hmm. Jürgen that he was wrong to criticise Spurs tactics, and he talked about exactly the sort of thing that we've said, which is that like you know the nerd shows up and puts his microphone in your face, <laughs> yeah. and That's he's the last just you want. he's yeah. just exp- he's just exposed, you know, or whatever. He's 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 in that like super hyper tense, like I'm so yeah. annoyed. What has happened? And it's just and he's just Don't throwing, he's just throwing shit. He's Solid just the monkey with the shit, and he's throwing it at people mm. because because why not? Because yeah, of course he's fucked off with Tottenham. We totally frustrated him, and mm. it was it was absolutely amazing. And actually, sorry, loved the coverage yesterday. By the way, guys, well done but also I thought we should have won yeah but they could have won they could have won the game was it oh no you went on someone said about uh, Hoiberg not swearing yeah oh, yeah yeah. God. but, but you, know, you, you, know, you know I was watching that in a in a Weatherspoons in uh, Brixton on a phone I found I found it <laughs> you live a different life <laughs> depressing, <laughs> depressing. <laughs> last person I expected to say that <laughs> I was going to a gig and I went and I thought we were going to be able to find it, it was, Brixton was absolutely packed on the weekend American right. listeners you'll be interested to learn yeah. um, and we went in and I was t- and I thought we could go and watch the game in a pub obviously yeah. the second half went into everywhere's absolutely full one in full one in one out everywhere went into the weather and was like can we change the the news onto the football please and they were like we're Weatherspoons. We don't do that here because Tim says it would cost too much money and we yeah. don't show right, our people okay. the football. Did you say to them that you vote for Brexit and they should give you special treatment? Yeah, that's what I said. I yeah. said, I hate foreigners yeah. and um, Clip the like. Clip that out later, aren't <laughs> <laughs> I think that is a valuable bit of real estate, that. Um, can I just say, I don't want to do that again because we did, the guys did it yesterday, but Spurs' shape was the best I've seen defensively under Conte and I think they deserve a lot of credit for it. And I was also particularly... You can spend as much time on this as you want. Well, I, was surpri- <laughs> I was surprised by Gary Neville's comments. Oh, Conte can never manage, manage Man United doing that. Ferguson used to do that all the time. Yeah, it's Ferguson used to pick Park Ji Song uh, for that specific reason against good teams. Anyway, the Villa game tonight is interesting. I'll tell you why. Because you would look at it on paper and go, they're 11th in the table. They're not going to get relegated. They're not going to get Europe. They've got nothing to play for. Mm. But they're a very streaky team, Villa. They go through phases of winning games in a row, then losing games in a row. And at the moment, they're in a pretty good run. I think they drew 1-1 their last three games. There's a Steven Gerrard narrative as well. I don't think Liverpool are going to have it all their own way. Um, and when you chuck into the mix the fact that they absolutely, they're absolutely battered them at Villa Park. Um, um, I, I think it was last season. It feels like a long time ago, but I think it was last season. Mm. Then it's, it's a really interesting game and it's one to look forward to. Yeah, Matty mm. Cash says that Steven Gerrard does want to does want to end Liverpool's title chances. Well, I think he wants to win every game probably. Mm. I mean, why not? He's, he's got a job to do, right? Yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, all right. So it'll be exciting to see what happens. And... Um, yeah, someone who's still doing his bit for the supporters. <laughs> it's former Liverpool man, Michael Owen. He was busy mm. last night. Did you join his spaces, uh, Pete? He uh, is a five foot seven diminishing return. He is. He is. <laughs> uh, I mean, in, 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 
actually thought it was punditry. Let's let's say what this is about. I, I thought his punditry is actually improving on BT Sport recently. I, I mean, quite, thought it was quite good. But anyway, that's we're not really here fall, to give we're not giving here to give credit to Michael Owen. He teased uh, that he had an exciting football project in the pipeline. Do you remember mm. back in March with a tweet? Looks to me like blockchain is here to stay. I've been involved in football <laughs> my whole life, and I'm now working with blockchain specialists. Something I can't pronounce and don't mm. want to in a really exciting new football project. Hashtag blockchain. Hashtag crypto. Hashtag NFT. Hashtag football. Hashtag memories. So that was that. And then last night. He announced on Twitter Spaces that he is selling his own goals as NFTs, thank God, along with his own commentary on them, Pete. His own commentary on his own goal. I mean, just wonderful. It's, it, I, I don't know how he's gained access to that footage and, and gained ownership, <laughs> but perhaps you don't need that with NFTs. But That's a really good point. It's, a, mm. it's an amazing uh, week to release or announce a big NFT project because even like the big boys, the board ape ones, obviously the, yeah. the the big one, the board ape clubs. Um, if you bought them last week, they would uh, be worth twice what they are worth this week. Huh. There's a there's a downward trajectory with all uh, it's Ethereum like blockchain stuff. And not good assets. It's almost, almost a, but 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 Michael Owen's unique uh, proposition is that uh, you don't lose money on the deal uh, because they won't let you sell the asset at, at less than what you actually put in. But if no one's going to buy them... Yeah, it's worthless unless you're going to buy them back. <laughs> you, unless you could stump up the money yourself as a company, uh, it's just all uh, I, I, a bit of a shame. I, don't also, I also don't understand. So look, Michael Owen is a guy... He's got incredible wealth relative to pretty much everyone else in the yeah. world, right? He, I think he earned something like 70 million in, in, through endorsements and his mm. salary during his career. He's an amazing career. He's a great player and all the rest of it. I, I, know, I know this is going to sound mental because obviously I do know why he's doing it. But on one level, I just don't understand why he would be bothered to get involved in this. It, it must be the fact that he is so in hoc to his agent, it just does whatever he says. Because... He's being paid to endorse this, clearly. He has to make that clear, right? That he's being paid I'm to endorse it. coin. Yeah, but, but the point is, he doesn't need to do it. It's like, just, how much money is enough? Yeah. How much money is enough to completely set fire to your own reputation? It just seems completely strange to me. I'm not, I'm not making a point about NFTs generally, because I don't know that much about it. You know, people have different opinions, fine. But clearly, as you start at this point by saying, Kate, like, that tweet has just been written for him, and he's just tweeting it. And he, can't, he probably can't reasonably say, I have no idea what I'm talking about here, but please just mm. do this. He's not allowed to do that. Mm. So it, it, the whole thing becomes a little bit very love, distasteful, I think. I can imagine he does love a hashtag, though, Michael Owen. It's, it's fine. I've got no problem with that. If he wants to tweet out about hashtags, that's fine. He's been very entertaining on Twitter over the years, Michael. Not mm. Perhaps not in the way he intended. In his chopper. Yeah, exactly. The chopper and the chopper. He's... Exactly. he's, he's <laughs> I just worry that he maybe he needs these hairbrain schemes because either he's losing on them massively or he signed a good prenup <laughs> or didn't sign a good prenup rather. I think Pete just he's wants obviously... people to listen to him still. I think yeah. um, to answer your question seriously, maybe about, also remain relevant. Yeah, about how much is how much how much is happiness? Yeah, mm. all the research tells you that seventy grand a year is yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Right, I think it's dollars. Yeah. Is at that point once you earn seventy grand a year, there is no incremental increase in your happiness. As in, like I think rich people need... say that. No, no, no. <laughs> Psychology. I don't want to be all mm. boring and dour mm. about this, but psycho- psychological research says Publish that seventy grand a year. It's already out there. You can read it. Someone, I'll send it after the show. Someone should tell Michael that. <laughs> yeah, because you basically up until that point, yes, you can buy things that will make your life slightly better. Mm. Beyond that, you're just buying apes. Yeah, I'll tell mm. you what will make my life slightly better. Stopping talking about Michael Owen. 71 grand. Yeah. We can. I'd like 71 for grand, please. Yeah. We can do that. Everybody. Thank you very You're going to be so glad it's to hear. It's kind of you to say um, that. Outstanding, by the way. Before we go. <laughs> 
He was intrigued by her physique and asked if her breasts were falsies. <laughs> he used the word falsies. Asked for pictures and, and said, leave nothing to the imagination. NFT this. And I and, and told her that I'd, I have viewed that image 65 times. <laughs> the man is terrible at text, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's just, just a general... Just a general... Yeah. Older bloke at texting. Yeah. I like he probably uses hashtags on text. <laughs> Lovely. NFT is here to stay. Yeah. Blockchain's here to stay, guys. Yeah. He's mm. a voice note guy, really. <laughs> I don't reckon he is. No, That's the, that, he is. That, no. the way he's got the little different tones of voice. <laughs> what, post Paul Cook? That's so, that <laughs> Paul Cook all over again. <laughs> Imagine getting a voice note from Paul Cook. Bloody hell. <laughs> chilling. Absolutely Are you in chilling. a room with three other men? <laughs> <laughs> that is sultry. That is sultry. What a way to end. We need to get out of here. As Luke rightly says, nice to see you, Football Ramble listeners. Thanks for listening to today's Football Ramble pod at the ACAS Creator Network. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.